Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. This is the Scummy Mummies podcast. Hello and welcome to the Scummy Mummies podcast. I'm Annie Gibson. And I'm Helen Thorne. And who is our guest today, Helen Thorne? I'm so excited. It's Emily Murray. Hello. Hello. AKA Pink House Leving, as you're known on the Instagram. I am. You can call me that. Now, for the listener, uh, who are you, Emily Pink? Murray slash house living? <laughs> whatever, whatever your real name is. I always find it really hard when anyone asks me this question because um, without sounding like a wanker, I've got one of those sort of multi-hyphenate jobs but and I never really know where to start so I don't know I'm a I'm a I'm an author because that sounds really cool and prestigious because I wrote a book last year what was it called it's called Pink House Living Pink House Living yes <laughs> the book of the blog um obviously a blogger um I am the founder of the Pink House blog and Pink House Living the Instagram account and I god I don't know I'm a journalist by trade I am an a former stunt woman which is something i like to lob in there just because it makes people go that is awesome yeah a former we've never had a former stunt woman in our house no i say our house now or indeed a current stunt woman (laughs) i mean a stunt woman go i once did a stunt thing uh with james bond's stunt man but that's yeah maybe i'll tell this on another podcast um years ago let's make this about me we're only three minutes in um i (laughs) Uh, years ago, I did a press trip uh, for a video game uh, about guns and they flew us to Romania because it was the rock and roll days. And uh, one of the things we had to do was we had to do a stunt routine, which ended with jumping for a hoop of fire. Uh, and wow. I was incredibly hungover. I actually vomited in the corner of the room uh, before we... <laughs> did you vomit through the hoop of fire? That would have been pretty That would have been amazing. That's Not a, a dolphin. And then, uh, but I got through it. I got through the um, the routine. And then James Bond's stuntman went, well done, darling. And he ruffled my hair. Which again, in the current climate, you probably wouldn't get away with. But I quite, I quite liked it. And That's then, amazing. Yeah. And in the bar, I overheard him saying to another stuntman, I couldn't believe it. This girl, and she like, she was throwing up and next she's jumping through the hoop of fire <laughs> so it's like that's that's my dream but oh anyway but you're an actual stunt woman tell us about your <laughs> stunts but you know what I realised that I'm actually a current day stunt woman because oh. actually quite a lot of the stuff I do even though it's often interiors based I think I haven't said the word interiors everything because <laughs> <laughs> she's got a nice house it's, no but like that's sort of the basis of the pink house concept is it's about like fun playful colourful interiors right um, so but when I work with brands, or even when I don't, I like to inject a bit of gymnastics oh, into... Okay. She's got a trapeze in her lounge. I do. Yeah. It's, I, I guess that's my USP. I thought it was for sex, but it's, it's just for Instagram. <laughs> no, it's <laughs> have, you, have you had any on it? I have not, no. But I, I suppose I has. probably... Sh- <laughs> I feel like I'm blushing for no reason. She's but, gone pink. But we could say... It's <laughs> weird, because literally we could say you are a swinger, Emily. I mean, you are a swinger. Uh, I am. But yeah, I like to sort of do the gymnastics thing as part of my interiors thing. So I did a thing recently for Method and Mirabeau, which is like cleaning and pink wine, which I... No, a combination. Don't really get those enjoy. two products mixed up, though. No. <laughs> I, know, I did say, as part of it, I said to the husband, I was like, should you I pretend to swig on the floor cleaner? He's like, no. 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 <laughs> No, but so clean your windows with rosé. I mean, why not? Fuck me. Yeah, yeah. that'll work. Probably better than rosé tinted glass. What's not to like? Come on. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. That's yeah. a professional comedian. So what? good. So good. Um, so where was I talking about the things? Oh yes. Yeah, so this thing I did with method and mirror boat, I was like all jumping off things and swim- swimming on the trapeze. I yes. haven't mastered swimming on it, but I was swinging. And then I did a thing last week with a videographer for another client, and 
it was like little room tours and it was like in the bedroom I was like right I'm gonna somersault across the bed and then obviously the trapeze I had to come down off the trapeze and then of course everyone can see my pants so she had to film from behind the flowers but basically it's stunt interiors mm. but um but when I was an actual interiors you've missed a trick there <laughs> Wow, I don't know why I didn't think of that. Or stunt areas. I don't stunk, mind. Stunk, skunk areas. Stunt area design. Stunt yeah. area yeah. design. I'm going to work on that. Um, but yeah, my, my original stunt life came about because I did parkour, you know, free running. Wow, yeah. Jumping over You're rooftops. so badass, Emily. It's excellent. Yeah. Well, what can I say? Um, and that came about because I used to be a gymnast. And then when parkour became a thing and I saw this documentary on Channel 4 and I was like, I'm going to go and do that. And because the husband had gone to Africa, he wasn't my husband, he was my boyfriend at the time. And he decided, he, sorry, this is quite a conversational branch I'm off on. Can no, I, I like it. No, I want yeah. okay. to know more about it. Just good bit. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, Your boyfriend went to Africa. Yeah, he went to Africa. And so I decided to do parkour. To keep me, I was going to say to keep me off the streets. That's, that's to, a typical response. We've all done yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. I want to jump off really big things because he's gone. Yeah. yeah. No, but, what is it? Because Africa, Africa is parkour, isn't it? If they go to Antarctica, <laughs> it's windsurfing. <laughs> if they go to Australia, I think it's scuba. I can't yes. remember now. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, so the parkour. So, so I wanted to keep myself busy so I didn't get into any trouble. So in the end, I ended up like hanging out on street corners with teenage boys. I was yeah. 27 years old working at Condé Nast and, uh, and I would spend much of my time out on the streets and then I got spotted because there's not many women dressed in sweaty betty pink lycra which Mm. is what I was um doing parkour and because I kind of knew what I was doing I started to get some work and then I started to do like proper commercials and I did a circus thing with some Cirque du Soleil people for Renault Formula One in Paris and I had to like bungee jump off this the ceiling of this big um, warehouse. I mean, it was pretty crazy. God, fucking hell! So, how do you get from that to fucking wallpaper, Emily? What's that traje- trajectory when <laughs> it's at home? I honestly don't know. I mean, it was a bit of a. If I'm absolutely honest, which I probably shouldn't be, when I came <laughs> when it came to starting the pink house, um, it was all like, okay, I've had my kids, and now I'm going to start my business, which is what I'd always planned to do. And I had to decide what the business was going to be. And I decided it was going to be based in writing because writing was what I knew. And then I had to decide what I was going to write about. And I thought, well, fashion blogs are done. Oh, and I decided digital was was the thing. Fashion blogs, done. And I'm not that knowledgeable anyway. Um, beauty, it was definitely out because I'm not interested. Um, sport is my lifelong passion. Mm. But I thought it's going to be depressing because I'm only going to get older and tireder and more crap at sport and then I thought oh my house I'm doing my house up I'll always live in a house well or somewhere hopefully and I'll always care about what it looks like and I realized throughout my life I'd always loved like swishy hotels or lovely bars and it wasn't so much to do with or nice restaurants it wasn't to do with what the food was like it was to do with what it looked like and the vibe my childhood gang hut had um it had a guest bathroom and like a display shelf. So I realised that I cared about this stuff and I always would do. Mm. And then I could also see that there was a business opportunity because the level of professionalism in the blogs that already existed in the interiors world was pretty shit. So I thought, yeah, I can do that. You, I like the fact that you started your your business and your blog and that kind of trajectory with purpose and actual kind of thought well ellie and i sat in a pub once and went yeah. should we put something on the internet i know <laughs> done a pic done a picture of me holding some wine oh brilliant fuck it put yeah. it on the internet <laughs> no. fine yeah, but yeah yeah no it's really interesting hearing that because yeah like i think i mean you know we all kind of want our house to look not shit don't we hmm. like you know i i have no skills in that area and you obviously do but i think sometimes i look at my house and i go i don't know how to make this gooder like how do i make this not look <laughs> like a complete tip because you know i've had small children and been tired for the last decade hmm. and it's sort of hard and you're like oh should i just get some flowers should i buy a nice vase yeah. vase vase that va- vase vase yeah. i don't know mm. um yeah it annoys me i know what you mean because like and I find as well, like, it's the one thing I sort of care about that I'm not good at, right? Yeah. So I'm no good at football. Don't give a fuck. Football's shit. But with interiors, I really care. I really want my house to be really nice. But I guess my question is, for people like us who are basically like, we're morons. Yes, we know nothing, Emily. Yeah. What? But, but something like you, you do, you, do you walk into a room and just go... Oh right, so that should be there, and a bit of symmetry there, and these colours would look nice, and the light. Do you do you just have that like the Terminator? No, no, I don't. Okay. I think the the biggest 
piece of advice I give to people when it comes to making your house look non-shit is to actually have more self-belief because I think people have got it into their heads that they don't know what they're doing and that there is out there some sort of holy grail of knowing what you're doing Mm. and I don't think that's true I think what people lack is the is practice basically because for me it's just like I just kept because I I moved house you know three years ago from Edinburgh and I had quite a big house in Edinburgh which I did up from top to bottom and I've owned quite a lot of property so I've done quite a lot of rooms and if you looked at the evolution it started out with like oh I'm going to put a feature wall up there and then I sort of plonk a chair here and I'd sort of gone oh I like that and I like that and then I'd kind of thought, oh, I quite like it together. And then the next house I got a bit braver and then the next house I got a bit braver or whatever. And I think it's it's about going, owning what you like. And I think people are much braver when it comes to dressing because people get dressed every day mm. and you learn because you do it every day and you think oh, I didn't like that so much and today I like this or I'm going to try this or I'll take off that jumper and put Well, that's it. It's on. temporary though, isn't it? Like yeah. if, I, if I buy a horrible jumper, I don't, I, I don't have to wear it again and put it in the charity. If I paint a wall of my house puce and then yeah. decide it's revolting, that, I'm true. fucked, aren't I? No, I th- and I think that's it. And is that is because people lack confidence, then they don't do anything and then they sit there going, I don't know what to do. And then they think it's something about themselves that they just don't know what to do. Whereas mm. I think most people can cobble a room together if they just gave it a try and then I think the next thing is to just go for it and I think what happens is the default that most people have is they say okay I'm just going to paint everything white or beige or you know keep things because they don't want to make them the puce mistake they don't Mm. want their room to look shit and then be like I haven't got any more money to sort it out but I think if you look at colors you love and you don't you don't have to go too crazy and so but but push yourself and rather than going I don't want to make a mistake, so I'm going beige. Go, I don't want to make a mistake, so why would I choose a colour that doesn't really make me feel very happy? Why not choose a colour that does? Mm. I think it's very hard to get wrong. And people talk, you know, a lot a lot of the time about, like, which colours go with which? Or I get asked questions about how do you, you know, put pants together? And I'm like, you just choose stuff you like, and then you do it. And then the chances are you you might get to a point where you've done it, and then you think, mm, it's not quite right. And that, that happens to me all the time. So I did that in my sitting, sorry, my, my kitchen dining room. I put up the wallpaper, which is still up there, and it's got like a black background and it's got um, foliage all over it because I wanted this kind of bring the outside in vibe. And um, I put it up and it was so dark. I was just like, fuck. And the husband was like, oh my God, what have you done? It's a disaster. I'm like, no, it's fine. We're just going to put pictures on top of it. And I wouldn't have thought to do that before because I would be pictures a bit like... Pictures of like light too- bulbs, the sun, <laughs> yeah, <really. laughs> torches, <laughs> yes. things on fire. But, but most things are going to be brighter than what it was, this, this really yeah. black. Because I hadn't really thought the fact that it was basically black with stuff on top. And then we put the pictures on top and it did. It looked so much better. And then I added more brighter things than I might have done. And in the end, about two years later, I painted one of the walls pink because why not? But because I thought, let's try that. And I quite like that. But then it wasn't the right pink. And then I painted it green. But the point being that there was like a year or so went past between each time. And I tweaked other things and I changed things. But it's like that constant evolution. But I think you'd be happier if you just go for it and try it and choose a colour that you know you like because maybe it's in your wardrobe you you use it often and then if it's not quite right then just other things and just have fun with it mm. excellent yeah. just do it be bold be brave yeah i do think so paint paint things pink or yellow just not orange orange yeah, is yeah i'm not a big fan of no i was i was i'm going to make a confession i was on the great British interior challenge about four or five years ago and I had a young chap come into my bedroom and um, they asked about what colours and my ex-husband said I like orange so everything went fucking orange and I said I like green there was no green so I'm, I've got all these sort of orange highlights in my room still Ooh. which I think now that I've talked to you I'm like I'm going to get rid of that Emily yeah. I'm going to buy some paint and paint over it just do it I mean paint is just paint the word cock over it <laughs> That's what I do. That that is nice, which will be a nice um, a nice for for all my um, future lovers. Yes. Um, yes. It's what you like. Isn't it, it? Is, do it is what, what you she like. Be what bold. She wants. What she, do what you like. Okay. Yeah, it's manifesting. You're putting it out there. <laughs> that's what we need in interiors more. I, yes. I think so. But that's good. Like I think that's good advice because I think people just feel frightened. And and also sometimes when you go to someone's house who's really nice, you're like, oh, I could never do that. And there yeah. is a real self consciousness about it. And also, yeah, the fact uh, most of my house is about 80% Ikea and some of it's you know covered in you know concreted Weetabix on the things and I've just sort of left it there is a tiny purple handprint on the side 
of my um, bookcase as well, which I've sort of left because the kids mm. like, oh, that's sweet. But I thought, no, Helen, you could just wipe it off, really. <laughs> I don't know. I quite like a bit of a kind of real life. That's one of the things that my house sort of celebrates in a way is that there's sort of marks over most things. But then mm. I also deliberately get things that I know are going to mark. Like everyone said, don't get marble worktops in your kitchen because it's really porous and they'll stain. And I'm like, you know what? Fuck that. Of course it'll stain. Mm. But in a way, if I know that ahead of time, then, for example, I had my 40th party and there was like rings from all the champagne bottles. You can still see it. Um, and I love that. I love mm. the fact that my house is a kind of... In- increasingly reflection of me and my family mm. but mainly me yeah 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 we have a little height chart in the wall and we've had the wall painted a couple of times but i won't ever let they paint have to paint mm. around the height chart because i'm like yeah and it's all scruffy and pencil but i'm like but that's yeah a house has to feel lived in at yeah. some point as well it has to feel like it belongs to to someone right mm. yeah totally i mean how do you how do you deal with sort of mess and clutter and and stuff like that i think that's another big part of like making your house look non-shit i mm. mean yeah yeah so emily's paused because for the listener so so my living room was quite nice i actually got it to a place where i quite liked it and then like lockdown happened mm. and we were doing homeschooling and my husband was doing the homeschooling uh he uh, decided to set up a home because in in joe's little classroom at school they have a home corner which is just like a little mini house and they have books and things so pete decided to set up a home corner in our front room which i thought that's quite a sweet idea isn't it that's nice um, but it wasn't like the one at school, which is all sort of wooden and has little chairs and cash registers and telephones. It is just an enormous cardboard box cut in half and covered with shit wrapping paper. Mm. And it's sort of become a sort of... It's just like a bin now. Mm. It's just like a pile of plastic shit. But yeah. part of me is just like, fuck it, do you know what I mean? I keep, I'm, I should clear it away now they're back at school. But I was just like, quite early on in lockdown, I was like, do you know what? I'm just going to have to accept that this is what my house is like for the time being. Mm. There are going to be loads of books and felt tips in the dining room. There is going to be a pile of shit in the lounge. There is going to be a pile of books over there Mm. because at the moment, that's what my kids need. Mm -hmm. And maybe I need to let go of literally these corners Mm. of my world. I actually think that's a really, before I go on to say, oh, you should have really good storage because that's what you're supposed to say. I actually think there's a there's an interesting analogy between just accepting the crap that's everywhere in your house and accepting your face as it gets older. Because I've been having conversations with people about like, oh, Botox and all that stuff. And I'm like, surely we're better off putting the time and effort and maybe even money in terms of like going and lying on a beach, if that makes it better, into accepting the face that we have that... And and then being just like, that's, well, I live with it every day. Mm. And I look at it and I go, yeah, it's great. Same with if your house is covered in crap, you just go, yeah, that's just how it is. That's yeah. how I roll. Mm. Or my house rolls. I mean, bad. yeah, yeah. Like, I'm, I'm a big fan of like Marie Kondo. I've read that book several times. And I <laughs> you think can tell. Great. You, you can, can tell. Yeah. Exactly. No, but, but I was like, uh, there just came a point where I had to go. I will have that house one day. I will have that perfect Marie Kondo house. Um, but my it will be when my children don't don't live here anymore mm. yeah yeah you've got to be realistic <laughs> yeah and for the time being this is just fucking it and your your yeah. children are sparking joy this is the thing yeah exactly like, you know yeah. and your husband does some of the time that's right yeah he sparks rage also but sometimes <laughs> he sparks joy as long as there's a spark yeah mm. i was going to ask that because um uh just again making it about me because this is what we like doing on our yeah. podcast i mean it's really you're really superfluous emily because uh, this <laughs> you is can just, go if you like yeah <clears throat> this is just a platform for us um but like during lockdown, um, for the first time in in twenty two years, I had a house to myself, so I didn't have to compromise about you know where I put a painting, what I did, you know, bought a rug. Are you supposed to compromise about that shit? I just fucking knew it. <laughs> I do as well. That is the reveal. <laughs> <laughs> Don't ask his fucking I opinion. Think, just think, get on with it. I think Ellie and Emily um, had, had a different um, relationship to me. Um, anyway, well, I but, wasn't married to your husband. That's no. true. Yeah. <laughs> just slept with him it wasn't the same (laughs) (laughs) anyway but I was so elated by the fact that I could just do anything to my house like Mm. I was like and it just felt like it was more me and I think I'm sure there's people who um felt that uh you know when you become single you're like oh my god I'm reclaiming these spaces these aren't just joint spaces anymore this is about Helen's house um so that was really exciting but I'm segueing back to you guys in that you two because we're talking about lockdown and and compromise and and things you two survived your marriage has survived lockdown how was that i mean so far let's see how the second wave goes yeah Uh, (laughs) yeah, 
yeah, the second was way it? is harder than the first, I yeah. think. Mm. There's not so much... It, to be honest, the first wave, from a marriage point of view, was pretty good for mine because my husband works... Well, he runs a company, a non-profit, based in the US. And he would have, up until lockdown traveled every month he would go for a week to the to the states um and then the rest of the time he'd work at home but it was a lot of traveling and he's been doing this job now for like what i don't know seven eight years yeah he was like basically he was living the dream because he's quite a homeboy he likes you know the mm. home comforts and the family and he was just loving it he's like i'm at home i've got my family around me the weather was pretty good we're so lucky we've got this kind of big parkland out the back of our house so and he likes to get outside and he likes to do military fitness but he was even enjoying military fitness more because he was doing it remotely in our park and he didn't even have to get to whichever place it was so i mean he was living his best life he really mm. was and the kids were happy because they were at home and kids just like being at home mm. you know um, so I was the only one who wasn't happy because I was fucking homeschooling and, you know, it was my business that took the hit. But mm. because he was so happy and because the kids were happy, I just was like, you know what? I'm just going to have to be happy because mm. that's just the way it is and start drawing wildflowers. But as a result, <laughs> what? that's what I did. I love that he goes from stunt woman to drawing pictures of flowers. Yeah, <laughs> But I, I think because he was so happy and relaxed... And we were doing a lot of exercise together. We really did. We did that kind of annoying thing where we just got really fit and, did, you know, all that stuff. I did lots of bike rides. It kept... He, he's a happier person when he's doing a lot of sport, a lot mm. of exercise. And he's happy when he's with his family and everything. It was just... It was a happy atmosphere. I'm not mm. going to lie. Mm. No, but this is good. And I think I think we need to hear some good news stories. And there's nothing wrong. I mean, it's not funny, but it's... Um, <laughs> but it, but in terms of, like, bonding and actually relationships that have survived it. Because I... Um, yeah, now that I'm talking to, like, lawyers and mediators and all that sort of stuff, there, there was a lot of divorce happening yeah, during that time. And I think there was a lot of pressure cooker kind of stuff. But I think it is nice hearing kind of, like, that there were opportunities to bond. I know Ellie um, and her husband became alcoholics, and that was great for That's, them. We really bonded over our show like you were saying about sport for us it's been alcohol yeah. to be honest yes. if, to, to do to do it fair and i forgot about it, that was like the third sort of main pillar of lockdown was the alcohol right so it was the extremes of exercise and alcohol and that also helped sorry yeah continue. yeah no no exactly yeah no we, we got quite into the booze but then mm. but to, to the point where we actually had to go actually do you know what we might need a couple of weeks off the alcohol so we did that but that in itself yeah that was a thing that we did together and it was all right and now now we've i'd like to think we've reached a sort of happy medium where we don't start drinking in the middle of the day <laughs> so that's you know <laughs> yeah. until christmas yeah. anyway yes um i missed that though because i did do quite a bit of drinking in the middle of the day because oh, the yeah. homeschooling was just too much but my husband's a bit more sensible than me so he would be holding out until at least sort of 5 30 but you know <laughs> That's, that's a sensible hour, yes. Yeah. He had, like, conference calls, you know, that yeah. sort of thing. But I kind of missed the... Because that was some extreme drinking. And now I feel like the second wave is like an insipid version of the first wave. It's not... As, weather's not as nice. I'm not doing as much exercise. I'm not drinking as much. My husband's not as happy because he's now... The, the benefits have worn off. He's now missing mm. seeing people. Yeah. At least the kids are back at school, although they're not because they've been off for two weeks on half term. And actually, my eldest was off for another week because he had to self-isolate. So now it's a bit like... Oh, the novelty yeah, yeah. I think the momentum and the, the energy and the sort of enthusiasm for it. Because, again, it's, it's another... Uh, what's it called? Endless. We don't sort of know when that's going to yeah. end. I was talking um, yesterday to a friend about this. It's like... Last year and, you know, leading up to COVID, you used to be able to punctuate things by looking forward to going, oh, well, at least we can book a holiday or it's Christmas or it's something else. And that kind of got you through the tough times with your partner because you're like, well, we've got something to look forward to. But now it's sort of unknown. I think that's the hardest thing about being in long term relationships. You're like, oh, what are, what are the what are the next sort of good bits? Yeah. And you kind of it's like, oh, well, tomorrow will be okay. And I was going to, I was saying, because you talked about your 40th birthday, and we've talked about this before, um, about how we transition as women, not, you know, amazingly on, on the date of our 40th birthday, but how we see the world differently. Like you, you had this, you know, great party, and you got into a trapeze and all that sort of stuff. Was there something about turning 40 that gave you a bit of chutzpah and a bit of you know a bit of a different view on things you know what i think it did as well is it really brought out my competitive spirit which awesome 
which is is not very below the surface at the best of times. But there's, I think I might, my mum once said this, and my mum's got definitely a competitive nature. Something like she always just wanted to be like compared to other women her age, she wanted to feel like she was like really doing it you know in whatever like I think we were talking sort of physically and sort of that side of things Mm. and I think I kind of thought the opportunities here when you're 39 and you say I can do a backflip it's like okay you're in your 30s and you can do a backflip okay but as soon as you hit 40 and you can still do a backflip people are like even more impressed Mm. become as long as I can maintain the level and I'm you know mainly I'm talking about sort of physical here as long as I can maintain that level as I age people are only going to get more impressed Yes. I need to I need to keep my like 5k time just just keep it level mm. and that's all that needs to happen and then it was also like that whole you know I don't want to sort of collapse down into dowdiness but actually again you don't have to sort of it's like you have to make less effort to be impressive so you know jumping around in a pink sparkly sequin leotard now I'm 40 42 um <laughs> is just feels more of a statement than mm. it does when you're younger yeah, you and get everybody's more of a doing it. Thrill. Yeah. yeah, it feel and also I feel like I can more like that's always been me, like the sort of like playful, over the top kind of running around nurse. Mm. But to do it now as I'm getting a bit older, it feels like it's more of a statement. Mm. Yeah. It feels that a bit naughty sense. and a bit exciting as well. Yeah. That's what I kind of like. That's true, yeah. Yeah. And partying and all that sort of thing. Like I yeah, because well, I I turned 30 two days after I had my first baby. So my... I thought you were going to say, I turned 32 days ago. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> It's my birthday on Friday. Um, anyway, um, no, I... So I hit my 30s becoming a mum. So that decade from 30 to 40 was just, you know, nappies and boobs and fannies and, oh, tired. Just mm. so tired. Mm. But also building scummy mummies. Um, so that was brilliant. Um, but, yeah, now I just sort of feel like, the 40s are mine like yeah. yeah the kids are a bit older and I've got a little bit more freedom to do all the fun things um so that and yeah and I sort of know who I am more like 30s still felt pretty messy and all that sort of thing and I kind of like I like being in the community of women who just don't give any fucks and who well they do because they're passionate about what they want but yeah I don't know yeah I think that I mean for me too my I had kids of a similar time to you and the 40s corresponds with my children now being of an age that they're much more independent mm. and I have much more time to myself when when we're not homeschooling and lockdowning how, yeah. how old are your kids Emily? they are 10 and 7 right yeah and they're and they're also good friends and they both and they play together a lot they like they're football mad and they so they're off running around in the park together and so I they're quite self-contained what they like to do together so mm. I feel like I get a lot more freedom um, which yeah is is good, but it's actually in a way that the sort of lockdown scenario has felt. I felt a little bit exposed. It's like because I, I I stopped trying to get anything done, and now suddenly it's like okay, now they're back at school, you can get something done. I felt a little bit like at sea in the same way as I felt when the kids went to school for the first time, mm. because when they're really little, I found that I. I I got to the point where I didn't want to try to do anything because I only felt disappointed that I couldn't manage it. So I lowered my expectations. And then suddenly you have the time and you're like, oh my God, what am I going to do? So I'm sort of experiencing a bit of that at the moment um, as well as, yeah. I definitely have that paralysis because I have loads of things I'm interested in and I like doing. And I have, you know, like for example, if something's cancelled, normally I have everything planned out. If something's cancelled and you go, all right, I've got two hours and I haven't got the kids and what should I do? I I have this paralysis. I'm like, (gasps) Exactly. And now there's like this weird other pressure because I listen to these people. It's oh self care, and you should just like oh I've got to care for myself. Well, how should I care for? Should I have a bath? Should I watch Netflix? What should I do? Yeah. Do you have that? That is exactly it. And it's so it's paralysis within. There's the segment. So if you're going to do the self care thing, how should I do the self care? Or there's the kind of which should I be doing? Should I be concentrating on? growing my business or should I be concentrating on doing stuff for the kids to sort out things or should I be doing domestic duties or self-care and even that I'm like and in the end I just end up watching This Is Us on Netflix (laughs) (laughs) yeah do you have that Thorn? I do and also because I have two days off to myself now a week and I feel an enormous pressure to kind of just do something good like you know um Mm. and I've just had four days to myself because it's half term uh and then I'm like am I doing enough am I you know there's part of me that I'm like oh I should be playing the piano or I should be doing you know interiors or I should do all that sort of stuff and it is really hard because when I'm busy I can list all the things I want to do but as soon as the as soon as you get the blank piece of paper you go Mm. oh and then and then it's that weird sort of thing of like oh if I if I yeah if I have a bath then I'm not reading a book and I should be reading more books and then I should be do you know you can read a book in the bath 
Fuck off. <laughs> I was listening to a podcast in the bath and it's a revelation, isn't it? The podcast yeah. bath scenario. Where have you people fucking been? <laughs> Where have you been? Things you can yes. do in the bath. Yeah, it's taken me a while. Multitask bath. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. right. You can have a wank. You do what you like, lads. Very, very fun. I'm Save a- loads of time. Oh, love. You know I love wanking, Ellie. I'm, I'm In the bath. Yes. <laughs> I know you like weeing in the bath. Oh, yeah, I weeing love... in the bath? Oh, yeah, that's... A sp- oh, it's my birthday on Friday. Oh. Time to... Do you not know this? I mean, no. t- do, do share... If, if Regular listeners would have heard this story before, but I enjoy it so much. It is your birthday, so it's topical. Yeah, okay, so um, a couple of years ago, for my birthday... Um, <laughs> I had a Barocca, as I like to do in the morning, and then I thought, oh, I'll have a lovely bath, I've right? Got a horrible feeling I know where this might be going. Yeah, yeah. right. And so, and I was just having a, a bath, and you know, you know, when you need the loo and you think, do you no, know no, what? T- let me just stop there. You know, see, I would say, you know, Emily, when you need the loo and you're in your bath, so you get out, out of, of the, the bath. bath and do a yeah. piss so you're not soaking yeah. in your own urine. Yeah. You know that, Emily. I do know that. Well, what's... Carry but on. As a treat, <laughs> as a treat listener and Emily, who's, who's looking... Self-care, self-care. Physically sick. I just like, I'm just going to... I'm going to give myself a little treat. I'm just going to mm. let go and... But the horror of it was that it was so fluorescent. It like... It was like... It was like a bath made of tang. And we know you don't like orange, so... No, I don't like orange. I mean, I <laughs> At least it matched your towels. Oh, no. Orange is associated with warning, isn't it? An emergency. And madness. Yeah. Uh, um, Van Gogh, so it was the colour of madness. Uh, uh, and also he famously said it's the colour of Helen's piss. Uh, that's I also did it once said. in Forest Hill Pools. Sorry, Forest Hill Pools. Uh, um, but again, I thought I could just get away with it, but I couldn't. It was like, it was like you know, Saturn, you know, like, like a ring. That's what it was. It, like, it was like a ring of orange piss around me. And I had but you'd to... had a Barocca as well yes, that time. Yes, I really like Barocca. If you're listening, Barocca, do Emily, why are you looking shocked? You've known her a while. This is what she said. This is what we the, like. I didn't quite know it took you took it to this level, but I, no, I'm no, very no. reassured because I like to wee in the shower, and I thought that was just me. Oh no, everyone loves a shower wee. They you do, right? you have a wee in the shower. Don't I have you? a wee in the shower, yeah, because it goes down the plug hole. Yeah, yeah. of course. Yeah, that's it's, acceptable. It's and you wash it off your body. You're not sitting in your own urine, Emily. That's the difference, isn't it? You're not literally the urine is not soaking back into your skin. Yeah, yeah. I did, did you wash I... your hair as well? No. <laughs> I oh no, that would be disgusting. <laughs> what? urine that's different to your whole body <laughs> to be fair having or your pubic hair, hair because no. it's bleached it would probably go a bit orange Whoa. yeah no but yeah. to be fair i drained the water the wee water so and then i had a shower and a wash afterwards oh. but it was just a little like a mid treat like like oh. a little and then i had a shower afterwards because i'm not gross and it yeah, is generous of you that when you go to the swimming pool you do share you do treat everybody else <laughs> I played the percentage game right. I thought, how much wee have I got? And I'm not the first person to wee in that pool, I don't think. And it was heavily chlorinated. But I do apologise. It's not a nice thing to do. And sorry to (laughs) anyone else. But as I'm going to play my single mum card, I couldn't leave the kids in the pool by themselves. That is a really good point, actually. And you could have just gone, you know, when you've been tangoed, and everybody would be like, yeah. (laughs) Mm. I was tangoed once. What's tangoed? Is that Uh, a sex thing? No, when you're stuck around the face, it's an old advert from, oh, is it? from yeah. Britain in the olden times. Um, I'm going to share, it's not my story, Sally, but do you, you'll remember this, Helen, but we, you know at our show, Emily, we do these confessions, we get the audience to write them down, and one of my favourites was this woman, she was in the pool, and she was in the pool with like five kids, because it was like the 80s when you were allowed to go, you were allowed to take 200 ch- swimming to it, it didn't matter if one or two were drowned, fine. do you know what I mean, it was fine. <laughs> yeah. So she's in the pool with all these children. And um, like I think it was like a six-year-old. The six-year-old said to her, "Oh, mummy, I, I really need a wee." And she went, "Oh, it's fine. Just do it in the pool." And then suddenly she heard like a shout, and she turned around, and the child had got out of the pool and was standing on the edge of the pool, <laughs> pissing into the water. <laughs> oh, that's so good. Oh, oh. So good. We've had some very good ones about toilets and and mm. and pools. I like the woman who said that she did a shit in a Costa coffee cup. Uh, in the change oh. rooms at Centre Parks. Oh. I mean, that's a sentence, isn't it? That's, there's a lot going on there. There's, there's a lot. A lot. Yeah. I then, mean, I'm not easily shocked by things, but I find that quite shocking. Yeah. 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 What, and, you haven't taken a dump I mean, why in a wasn't takeaway it, cup? No, why wasn't it Starbucks? Like, oh, yeah, because the Star- fact it was Costa. Emily, why didn't she just go to the toilet? <laughs> <laughs> Fucking never mind the brand. No, what I, are think, you I, think, about? I think Costa over Starbucks is the shock here. Sure. Oh, oh, Starbucks. That's, every so time. that's an interesting Starbucks. read on that. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Gosh. And there was that time we were on that that 
health farm in Ibiza. Yeah. And um, we ate, there was beetroot, and I don't normally eat beetroot because it's disgusting, it tastes of soil. Um, but there was nothing else to eat, so I just ate it. And then I came to you, we were sharing a room, and I was like, um, did you, is this something in the toilet might. Is, it, is, is this normal? And you had to come and look at my piss and you're like, no, you stupid idiot, you've eaten beetroot. <laughs> That's why your wee is pink, which is on brand for you, Emily. Yeah. Do you eat beetroot every day just so your piss matches your house? I mean, I would eat it every day if someone made it for me. I'll eat basically whatever is lying around that I have not had to cook because I don't really do the cooking. Oh, no, she enough. doesn't. Um, okay. I, I actually have a confession to make. Um, I told Emily about my separation before you... Um, Ellie, because you were in Japan, and I went to Ellie, Emily's house for dinner. I think it was about mm-hmm. I think it was about four days after I separated, mm-hmm. and and she was she put on this dinner, and she'd invited a chef over, and the chef was like, "So where are the cooking pans?" And Emily was like, "What cooking pans?" <laughs> it was no, no. They wanted some sort of a like baking dish tin thing, and I was just like, "I don't even know what you're talking about." And she was really like, "Oh my god, we like seriously." You don't and have it- a roasting tin. I think that's what it was. Well, I didn't know I had a roasting tin. Everything <laughs> about it too. This is this is what made me wet my pants. Like, and she's got Emily's got this Emily's got this beautiful house, and she'd organised a lovely supper club for women, and had a nice woman um, cooking things. And the, the yeah, poor lady goes like, "And where are yeah. the cooking cooking utensils?" And- she looked. Yeah, it was not. A, it was not a good moment because she looked <laughs> horrified. And then she found whatever it was she was looking for. I didn't even know I owned it. <laughs> and she was like, "Oh, this is whatever it was." I was like, "Oh." Good to know. You <laughs> good to know. What do you pan? Emily, what do you fucking eat? What do you eat? Um oh god, I don't even know. Like hummus. Nothing roasted, Kim. Hummus. 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 Can't roast hummus. Can't roast hummus. A lot of hummus. Um chocolate. Yeah. Do have to cook Delicious chocolate? combination. Yeah. <laughs> um that's the reason that in my kitchen there I had an extractor hood over the, the hob and when it came to renovating it. Um, I removed it because it was ugly. And then I tried to find, like, because you're supposed to have an extractor hood, right? Because that's what you're supposed to have. I tried to find a nice brass one or something. And there's just nothing. Or mm. it cost a million pounds. And in the end, I was just like, I'm just going to hang a pretty glass lamp over it. Because the only reason I ever use the extractor, I can't even say what it is, extracting fan, fan. Yeah, fan yeah. was for the light. Right. So I could see that I was cooking some pasta. I mean, that's oh, always God. what it was. So I got rid of the extractor hood had fan thing and I put the beautifully handcrafted hand blown light that looks like a strawberry on and then Instagram was like what the fuck are you doing and I was like well I don't really cook so it's fine or open the window (laughs) (laughs) ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well hello fresh is your guilt-free dream come true baby it's me Kiki Palmer Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. <laughs> so you've done blogs, you've done Instagram, you've written, you've worked in fancy magazines. What's next for you, Emily Murray? What's, what's going to happen? Oh, well, funny you should ask, Helen. <laughs> um, so this is kind of a bit of an announcement for me. Excellent. I haven't had an announcement for a while and I'm a bit scared, but I'm going to do it. Okay. Um, so I'm launching a podcast and it feels very apt to be saying that on a podcast. So Excellent. It's good. And it's going to be called Play with Emily Murray. 
um, which, yes, it does sound a bit suggestive. But then I did used to edit the position of the Fortnite page at More Magazine. Oh, but that's a whole other. Oh no, let's get back to that. But but also, but that's that's misleading about the podcast. This is not. I'm not doing a good marketing job for myself. It's not a sex podcast. Okay, it is a podcast. Trick there, but anyway. Well, well, actually, there might be a bit about. There might be an episode about sex. But the point is, it is playfulness in all aspects of life, and just basically bringing the joy. How can we bring the joy into our lives? Not just into our homes, but into our work, into our parenting, into all sorts of stuff. Because I think I have quite a. I don't know, I think I have quite an upbeat, childlike attitude to a lot of things in my life. And I also think it helps with creativity. And it's just a good way to be, to mm. just have a bit more childish funness, especially now when the world's gone to shit. Mm. So this is a podcast about that, about playfulness and happiness and fun times. It's just weird, though, because I'm launching a podcast called Play With Jason Momoa, and it's just me talking about what I do to Jason Momoa. Um, perhaps we can, I we think can do at least 100 episodes yeah. that you could get out of that theme. <laughs> oh, my God. The things you could do with Aquaman. Yes. Episode Ooh. one, rimming. Episode oh. two, uh, oh yeah, toys. Anyway, just, uh, I definitely haven't talked about just, it. Just want to stroke his hair yeah. and mm. other things. Which hair? Oh, um, uh, oh that's exciting, Emily. So Ooh. are you going to have guests? Is it just going to be you chatting? What's the, what's the deal? <laughs> it's definitely going to be guests. Mm-hmm. Um, I am just organising things now who I'm getting on um, how on earth I record and edit a podcast by myself but I can do piece this piece of piss absolute piece of piss I can do this I can see that it's doable and I've got my lovely friend Alison who is helping me um, yeah and then I don't know it'll just happen mm. um, the idea is that we're launching this side of Christmas um, I say the idea is I just don't ever believe that anything is actually going to ever happen as per a plan mm. as I think it's quite good to feel that way because yeah there's no it's shifting sands at the yeah. moment so, but yeah. I feel like I have a reasonable amount of control over this um, and it's sponsored by John Lewis and Partners which is really really cool because I love John Lewis and I work with them loads they're one of my favourite clients yeah that's what's going to happen I'm going to interview different people about different things and they're all going to be very interesting and they're going to be fun and um, it's going to be amazing excellent there well, we I'll, go I, well you have at least two listeners uh, from <laughs> yes. Ellie and me just quickly go back you you said you worked for More Magazine writing Sex Positions of the Fortnight yeah I <gasps> want to know about this mm. so that was I remember this this was in the mag- I mean I don't need to tell you but this was in the magazine wasn't it where there was like a drawing of two people it was usually a, was it always a man and a lady you know what I think it was right. in those days yeah. yeah so it was a man and a lady having the old sex yeah. and you ha- did you have to come up with every two weeks a new position well yeah and actually, I say it was position of the fortnight. By the time I joined More Magazine, they'd gone weekly. Oh, so God. I joined just as it was. So we had to think about it every week. So well, position- I've only got three holes. How many positions yeah, are there? Exactly. Yeah. Luckily, I had a team. So I could get them to work, working out all different positions. Were literally you on the floor. The time? Oh right! Um, so they, they they actually acted it out. Yeah. So so what wow. would happen wow. is we'd have an idea, you know, and then we'd have to check that it was actually physically possible. <laughs> Seriously. So we'd get the interns, because this is totally fine. Wow. Um, the unpaid interns. Oh, different time. <laughs> different times. Different times. Different times. This, this was like 12 years ago. Toby, come here. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? One of our interns, although sadly we didn't get him to do this, was Greg James from BBC One once. He came in and made us tea. We should have got him on the floor. Oh, my God. So that, wait, so, so, so yeah. you got the interns, yeah. and then you say to them, right, see so if you can, with one leg up on the desk. That's like get, sex twister. Get your yes. cock in her mouth. <laughs> Yes. That's what you have to yes. do. And oh, so, God. I mean, mostly the interns were female. So it would be like, you'd have to imagine the cock. Right. I, I do that frequently. Yeah, <laughs> good. Yeah. So, so once we'd ascertained that it was actually possible, then what would happen? Because in my day, we used, well, I was going to say Barbies, but they weren't. Because Mattel threw literally their toys out of the pram. <gasps> um, because they didn't want Barbie to be associated with so we had to get like sort of like high street versions but the problem with the high street cheapy versions they don't bend they don't bend so they're arms and legs so what did we do there were two options either all sex positions had to (laughs) straight Straight arms and legs or you kind of do the karate chop and so they'd literally have these you can find I I need to find you I was going to say I'd have just got a lighter and like melted Melted the elbows and then moulded it it into the shape basically we just like literally forced their legs to bend and their arms to bend so they could kneel because there was quite a lot of kneeling. You've had Emily. I've had. Oh gosh, yeah. We're only just touching the surface. So yeah, we would make that happen, and then they would be photographed. 
which wasn't my job because I was in charge of words, not the pictures. Right. And then there would be some writing, which well, I would wow. edit. And would you ever test the positions out in your private life? No. In your private parts? <laughs> no. I tried to keep my private life and my more magazine life quite separate. Oh, yeah. that's hilarious. I love that. I love that. Well, I think it's about time for the Scummy Mummy confession. It is. I um, mean, that's a nice segue into something really yes. scummy. While we're on that subject, didn't you also, when you were journalist, you had a thing with the Jurex press trip? What mm. was that, Emily yeah. Pink, Murray House Living? So, <laughs> so that, was a, that was a highlight of my career was when they were launching their new flavoured lubes and I remember oh, that there was <laughs> honestly don't bother no, no, it was good so there were the flavoured loops there was a pina colada flavoured loop oh. I mean you know where that's going <laughs> yeah. yeah in the drink is where it went so what? we literally put it in our drinks if you like pina colada <laughs> Wait. To be honest, it all got a little out of hand. Oh, not very heart. slippery. <laughs> it was a slippery slope. It's hard to get a good grip. Where was this trip? It was Mallorca. Of course. We were course. in a five-star hotel in Mallorca. Basically, it was this spa hotel. It was all about, like, getting lubed up mm. and um, very, very drunk and then letting all the journalists loose to be slippery amongst each other. Oh, that wow. That was kind of it. And, and did then, you... And did you have a lovely time I have a lovely time I observed many things that I'm never allowed to talk oh can we talk about the time you and I got drunk uh, in the summer and we drank drank for about eight hours and then we sat next to a really lovely gay couple and they showed us a video of a sex party in Mykonos in Mykonos yeah it was lovely wasn't it so much I've never seen so many naked men doing nice things to each other it was it was was lovely it was a lovely evening it was a nice way to and then we went off and had a nice tie meal we did yeah (laughs) (laughs) anyway that's a nice story (laughs) apart from covering yourself in Malibu flavoured lube have you got a scummy mummy confession for us you know this is this is really bad because I I thought you might ask me that so I thought and I'm not a brilliant like I was going to say I'm not a brilliant mum. I am a great mum, obviously. But I've done a lot of things that I'm not proud of. I just can't remember any of them. Oh, no. Mm. What a shame. I mean, I'm generally quite scared. And, and then, yeah, the, the weeing in the shower, but not in the bath. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, you're yeah. right. You've done enough. I feel like you've Is done that enough. Okay? Yeah. yeah, yeah, I think My so. My scum credentials are there. Yeah. Yes. yes. Okay. I have a scummy mummy confession. I'm a crazy cat lady. Um, and the cats have uh, no boundaries. They go everywhere. But my cats really like butter. And we're not really good at putting lids on in our house. So often I will find like cat lick marks on the butter. Oh, <laughs> oh. That's, yeah, that happens to me too. Well, yeah. this is why I can't have cats. Yeah, but oh. that, that actually reminds me of a scummy thing that happened. Okay, oh, here we go, the... here we go. No, I'm staying and I need a moment. Piss in the bath, cat spit in the butter. This is what I can't. Oh. But they're so cute because I'm a crazy so cat lady too. Emily but, and I got oh. our kittens at the same time. But my, for a nighttime I'm snack, my seven-year-olds. Kittens. No, 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 yeah. they're, they're so cute. But that they're basically allowed to do anything well yeah. we have only one she is allowed to and my, my seven year old has what he's call, he calls a nighttime snack before bed which is crackers with butter on it and uh, and they were he, he saw that the cat had jumped up because he went he buttered them and he went and did something and he came back and he'd seen that the cat jumped up and it, the cat had like licked all over the crackers and because I couldn't be bothered to have to redo it all I just went over them with a knife, and when he was like, "Oh, it's the cat! It's the cat! Did the, the cat get get the crackers?" I'm like, "No, no, no! It's fine. Look, there's no marks." <laughs> that is so scummy, Emily. That's excellent. Oh, you see, I, I don't even see that. I don't even see that as scummy. I also realise the, the other fuck thing is wrong with you people. <laughs> you don't understand. I when do you gonna... understand. I understand basic human decency. <laughs> I understand manners. I understand. Oh, I was going to say cat spit. We oh, we but... often see like nice little lick marks on the top of the butter. So I just cut off you know at least you know half an inch so they know there's no cat lick in the mm. butter and then we just get on with our <laughs> day just smooth it over i <laughs> 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 just like to say anyone who's I listening perhaps eating some butter I'd like to apologize <laughs> we once had um the beauty blogger Lindsay kelk and world famous author and she said she likes to have a piece of pizza in her mouth and her and her cat share the pizza I from can't. from her own mouth i just <laughs> try that that's really cute well I might try with the cat food instead because I don't think the cat would want the pizza <laughs> anyway I'm, poor Ellie yeah glad I'm fasting today um I feel like I could go for another You're three welcome. weeks now <laughs> awesome. oh god stinky cat ladies okay yes well I can't um I can't have you people in my house anymore so it's time to uh time to end the podcast <laughs> 
Um, Emily, where can people follow you? Um, I am at Pink House Living on on the Instagram, and that's probably the best place to go because you can find everything you need mm-hmm. for, for your unique blend of trapezing, nice wallpaper, stunt interiors, yeah. and yeah. fucking cat butter. Indeed, uh, and there's, amazing. Yeah, there's a link to the blog. I don't update the oh, blog as much book? as I should. Have you got oh, that? I have a book! Yes. <laughs> I did a book. Oh, God. Yeah, it feels so long ago. It was 2019. Um, my book is Pink House Living, and you can buy it on Amazon. Yeah, we're doing some Christmas shows, probably, possibly. Uh, go to scummymummies.com uh, for dates. Uh, exactly. By the time this goes out, who knows? There might be shows in 2023. But anyway, the dates are up there. But we do have a shop, Helen. We have an online shop. We do, and it's called scummymummyshop.com, and there's uh, mugs and T-shirts. And towels. <laughs> For all those holidays we're all going on. Oh, yeah. Towels? I don't yeah. know towels. They say Mum Island on them because it's a sketch oh, in our... Oh, nice. So, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, oh, well, don't mention the towels. <sighs> yeah. Um, thank you so much, everyone, for listening. Until next time, bye-bye. Bye. bye. So maybe we don't need an extract. This is mind blowing. Oh, oh, someone at the door. Someone, oh, you're instructed. It's, it's the extractor van police coming to tell me we definitely need one. <laughs> They're all dying of carbon monoxide. Um, yeah, I'm the same. I don't. I like the, yeah. the noise. The noise yeah, irritates the noise. me. It's too, it's too. It's too noisy. Yeah. I just open the window. If it gets a bit steamy, well, that's probably good for my face. Yeah, I know. But I just think, how much cooking do, does everybody else do that they think it's so important? Oh, sweatybetty.com. Yeah, look at that. You mentioned uh, Sweaty Betty earlier, and then like magic, the postman's just delivered me some Sweaty Betty clothes oh you've manifested if you could now say the word ferrari and um jason momoa thank you very much oh i like Uh, him both at the same time would you like in the back of the momoa um anyway (laughs) ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well hello fresh is your guilt-free dream come true baby it's me geeky palmer Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.